Hello and welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gio, and I'm joined by Just Johnny. Johnny, what's going on? Everything's going on. Everything is going on. It has been a while since I've been on the show. I've been I've been just terribly busy with work and dealing with other stuff. Again, you guys don't need to know, but I am so glad to be back. Um, thank, thank you for having me back, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great to have you back. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you. Um, if this is your first time listening, this is the show from SwitchRPG.com, where we bring you the latest and the greatest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. This week, we are going to be talking a little bit about E3, uh, as well as some uh, latest news and rumors as well. Uh, but first, Johnny, what have you been playing? Uh, Not a whole lot regarding diversity. It's pretty much just been Monster Hunter Rise, even though I beat that game. Uh. Just playing lots of Monster Hunter Rise. They released the uh, 2.0, yeah, yep, or 2.0, whatever content. Yep. So that was that is greatness right there. It it kind of the content diversity ends at HR 40, um, and then after that you're just min maxing your builds and whatnot, yeah, right. and kind of waiting for the next. Uh, the next content, big content release, which will be at the end of this month. Are you already there waiting? Uh, I still have. I haven't hit HR 40 yet. I'm, I'm very close. I'm like a couple of hunts away from hitting HR 40, getting that last uh, urgent quest. And um, which one is it? Oh, it's the Teostra. So I haven't hunted Teostra yet. So that's the last one waiting. I'm waiting to hunt. Okay. Yeah, I've um I've not fallen out of love. I did did love the game, did like the game. I played it a little bit with you and you know, just on my own as well. Um I just there's just so many other games that I, I want to be playing right now. Uh I just haven't had time to dedicate and there's just I already feel like I'm behind the eight ball. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like there's already way too much content, more than than you know, initially it was there. So man, it's just it's it's already kind of overwhelming. You know what I mean? I can see that. Yeah, but it's, um, you know, you can always pick it back up. It's, I mean, the, the only time where you kind of feel like where you're you're out of progress is if you're trying to catch up to other other uh, friends, right? When they sort yeah, of right. outgeared out you. But uh, did you end up rolling the credits on that game? No. Because <laughs> the first credit roll is is pretty easy to come by it it happens in the first 20 hours of the game or yeah i don't even have 20 40. i don't have 20 hours into the game yeah all right well you're you're i mean from when you and i played i mean you're not that far away from rolling that credits i, yeah. I think it's the uh the five star uh village quests and yeah. once you do that you'll get the first credit roll yeah i'm pretty then i am pretty close yeah I just i just gotta get there I just gotta get there you should do it. You should do it. It's, so just, it, it, it'll give you the satisfaction knowing that you beat the game. You rolled the credit. You you beat the game and you rolled the credits. And then at that point, you don't even have to come up with excuses. You can no. just say, "Yep, I beat it. Done." No, I know it's a farce because I know there's just like like a hundred more hours 
left to play in that game. And it's just, uh, I'm just, like I said, I'm already overwhelmed, but yeah, yeah. I, I have, um, I think I'm right around 150 hours. Yeah. Yeah. That and, makes me... <laughs> and I'm, uh, and I'm trying not to go too crazy on it. Uh, definitely got, got a good fill. That game is absolutely great. And if it uh, doesn't, even if there wasn't a major update coming out uh, later on this month, I would probably say it's a, it's a surefire for RPG of the year. Uh, yeah. And that, that's without the extra content. So it's it's a fantastic iteration of the franchise. Yeah, RPGs this year has been very, especially for the Switch. Um, I'd have to look and see what has come out for other consoles. but. It, I have a feeling it's been pretty light so far, so it, there's not much of a contest there. And for someone who says who you know, you said you didn't want to, you didn't go ham on it, or you did, or something to that effect. You have 150 hours. That's like, that's pretty substantial. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to min max and farm, uh, farm all the talismans, the the ideal talisman and stuff like that. I mean, I do have pretty much the best armor set for because i i use the gun lance and i have mm -hmm. uh what i think is an ideal build for my play style so that's that's why i haven't really been too motivated to go any further i still have that last monster to, to hunt and i'm gonna do it and i'm i i know that the content between what dropped at the end of april uh and at what's coming up i know that it's I need it to sort of last, so I'm stretching. I'm like purposely stretching it. Gotcha. Uh, and then when the that major content comes out at the end of uh, this month, then I'll definitely yep. go through that. And I'm expecting, if there is no other content to be released from Monster Hunter, I'll, I'll be very happy and content. But if there is a possibility of them releasing like a 4.0, they'll probably announce it during E3, the upcoming yeah. E3. Yeah. That certainly makes sense. I think Capcom would announce that, and not Nintendo. But I mean, I'm not sure. What are you, What are you doing? You, you know, I guess Bowser has to be in the in the shot there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's been strictly Monster Hunter for you. Nothing, nothing else. No, no, nothing on PC. Generally, you're you're playing some PC games. You got nothing. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've been playing my board game, but yeah. other than that, it's it really hasn't been much else I've, yeah uh, i guess i there there just hasn't been anything that's been motivating me to really play it what yeah. about you um i've been playing kingdoms of uh Amalur. i've been playing that pretty hardcore and i've been playing a hardcore but i've only been doing side quests not just side quests more faction quests um if you follow the youtube channel at all i've been following i think it's the uh, shoot i don't remember it's more like the the rogue assac assassin faction i've been doing that right along i probably in in terms of main story i probably have three hours into the game but i am at easily 30 to 40 hours into the game total again just on faction quests so I've been putting putting a decent amount of time into that. I actually I love the gameplay. It, it is a little dated. You can tell it's it's dated, which is which is fine. But the gameplay is is pretty fun. Um, it keeps you in there along with the uh, the narrative. You know, uh, in terms of what they have set aside for for the faction quest. So it's it's got me 
uh, pretty entertained. Um, so yeah, Kingdoms of Amalur. I, I think though, for a, a reworking of that game, they are missing some, some things like locking on enemies, I think is probably a big deal and probably could have been a great quality of life thing to add. But you know, uh, there's like that just the camera controls are kind of messy, messy as well. So anyway, uh, I've been playing Kingdoms of Amalur. Uh, definitely recommend getting it, even though it's got some minor issues. There were some, you know, um, crashes in certain quests where it would continue to crash in the same spot in the same quest. But that's been, for the most part, it's been resolved. They've been pretty good about patching that up. Um, and I've been playing a new game called Rise Eterna. It's actually coming out on the 13th. And um, there's no embargo on it, so I've been showing it on YouTube as well as talking about it. It's a very, um, it's a Fire Emblem light game. Uh, the narrative is really interesting. It doesn't, it's not involved in terms of um, skills um, and maybe even combat per se. It's very basic in that sense. And when you want to say combat, like I haven't come, I've been, I think I've been having uh, five to 10 hours or so. And it's just been basic attacks. Like there's no, real um like special abilities or skills it's just been attack and and that's pretty much it uh, but it's a good it's a good tactical rpg you don't have control over units it's just individuals um but it's it's got decent pixel art um it's voiced by me so that's that's probably the best part um, it's, I it's voiced by you. <laughs> I do my own narr uh, voiceover. That's oh, okay. all. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it's a pretty good. I I don't know what it's going to cost. Um, I wish I I could. I can't tell in the eShop. I, maybe if I go to dekudeals.com I could see how much it's going to cost, and I could tell you if it's worth it. Um, but uh, but it's published by Forever Entertainment. What are you costing people? I don't have it here. I can't see. It's, uh, it says oh unavailable. What? <laughs> so, um, so I can't tell you how much it's going to cost. On the eShop, what's it listed on the eShop for? $20. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe. I, I would say 15, 15 bucks, 20 bucks is, is probably um, a decent price for that game. Yeah, I, was, I was watching you play it, and it looks like it's right up my alley. Yeah. So I didn't see that sort of added layer of depth to it. So it, I'll, it I'll doesn't see. have that. It doesn't. If you're, if you're wanting that, like I said, I'm about five, seven hours, maybe 10. It, it does not have that layer of complexity, but anyway. Um, so yeah, that is what I've been playing. So let's get on with the new game announcements. Image Inform has announced that new SteamWorld games are in the works. Uh, they're also doing some sort of weird, like, rebranding thing. I'm not quite sure how it works. Uh, they're, I think they're going to be called Thunderful Publishing or something to that, uh, Thunderful Games. I don't know. It's, it's really kind of weird. But they, they, they put out this kind of cryptic tweet, not a cryptic tweet, but with this in mind, we'll dedicate this space to SteamWorld games, old and new. Images, image and form, which is the developer, is Thunderful Games nowadays. Same folks, new names. Follow us there. 
on the on the gunk and more games. There was actually another tweet. I, it doesn't look like it's in this article for my Nintendo, uh, where they basically said that they have new games in the works. And I really hope it's more on the Steam World heist side of things. I really hope they expo- explore that venture of um, of game mechanics because it was more RPG um, in terms of what they typically do. And it well, was Hand of Gilgamesh was also pretty RPG. Oh, that yeah, definitely. I, I totally forgot about that game, and I. And I, and I obviously I played it, but I really hope they venture into their RPG side of things. Uh, well, no matter what it's going to be, it's going to be in the Steam World esque franchise. So there'll there will be bots, there will be Steam. Yeah, <laughs> and they got they, they're building their own world, which is really really cool. Yeah. All right, uh, game game builder garage. What are we What are we doing here? <laughs> uh, so my Nintendo news. Nowhere. This game, is a brand new game announcement. Yeah, game builder garage is set to be digital only. The upcoming creative title from Nintendo, Game Builder Garage, is set to be digitally a uh, digital only release in Europe via the eShop. North American Switch owners will be able to purchase the game either physically and digitally on the platform. Um, and basically, this is kind of uh, like a. If you're familiar, if you have any kids in school, younger kids, if you're familiar with code.org, basically it, it feels and looks similar to what that is. And basically you're building your own, your own game. Now, I don't know how complex it gets. Maybe you, you have an idea as to how complex it could be. Uh, they, they did show in the trailer uh, a couple of different game mo- uh, sort of types of games that you could build. So they showed uh, they definitely showed space shooter stuff, puzzle stuff, mm-hmm. uh, platforming. So it looks like it's pretty diverse. The interface is pretty much going to be the most important part is how intuitive that interface is going to be to set up all of the sort of events and triggers and control mechanisms get it to set up a game Mm -hmm. uh it does look like it's aimed towards a an everyone type of crowd yep which is good and you know the possible the possibilities of it are pretty exciting it does have actually um some embedded tools too they didn't really show all of them but they did show that it had a relatively comprehensive pixel editor in there or or comprehensive enough and i believe it's going to support mouse usb mouse uh kind of like mario paint yep so so it there is potential here to do something relatively big and it's coming from nintendo unexpectedly out of nowhere so this is this is just weird in general but also very exciting um the possibilities though is it's interesting because has that nintendo backing and usually with these types of games for example um what was it like little big planet there was that other game that just came out on playstation not just came out but came out like two years ago dreams or maybe it was last year not familiar but yeah dreams it's another game where you can make it's a game about making games and it, it does have its own comprehensive tool set and allows you to make a lot of different diverse games. I think this one is going to focus. I don't remember in the trailer. I could be wrong, but I don't remember seeing any 3D elements, which is very good because 
that simplifies what the interface needs to sort of mm -hmm. what the user can tell the engine uh what it can and can't do uh it once you start getting into 3d space uh the the complexity really ramps up dramatically yeah so so if i had to guess if this bites if this gets the populate the popularity gets to the popularity of uh for example um mario maker 2 and i'm i'm also guessing that the complexity of of what you can do is going to be far greater than Mario Maker 2. It may not be as as capable as making a platformer like Mario Maker 2 makes. Right. But I'm guessing the suit and complexity of interactions that you can set up is going to be way more uh, substantial than right. what Mario Maker 2 has to offer. Yeah, I mean, with Mario Maker Two, you have you have access to a lot of different assets, and and that speeds things up as well. I don't know what you'll have in terms of assets for this title, but I mean, you can make your own, so it's uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, a big thing for this, what things like this need is uh, an online sharing, like a community sharing of graphical and animation assets mm -hmm. that's that's generally what it's going to have but knowing nintendo it's probably not going to have that and it's it will probably have a whole bunch of like really good art built in that that players and and people can utilize mm -hmm. so at some point we're probably going to get get to like a whole lot of uh similarity graphical wise Right. Uh, but the differences on gameplay will will be pretty diverse. Right. Cool. Yeah, I, I think we'll be hearing more about this soon because uh, I think they have a release date or do they have a release date or a potential release window? June yeah. 11. June yeah, 11. Yeah, that's one month. So. Yeah. And it says up to eight up to eight players. Interesting. That is interesting. I, I guess they leave the door open for the types of games that you can make, and eight is the limit for the yep. Switch. So, yep. all right, cool. Uh, next, we have Made in Abyss. Um, this one was is kind of interesting as well. Made in Abyss, binary star falling into darkness, coming to the Switch in 2022. So we have a ways to go with this. Uh, Spike Chunsoft has confirmed that they have been working on working hard on Made in Abyss. Binary Star Falling Into Darkness. The game is in development for the Nintendo Switch and is set to be released sometime in the next year. Developers described the game as a 3D action RPG, and they did release some screenshots of this, and it looks kind of interesting. I, I know very little about this in terms of uh, its lore, because I know it's it's either, it's either like a uh, an anime or some sort of web-based something, uh, so there is some history behind this. Are you familiar yeah. with it? Yeah, I, I believe it's an anime franchise or or manga franchise, and mm -hmm. they are they're taking that franchise and making a game out of it. Yeah, it it certainly reminds me of you know uh, like Nino Kuni, uh, but in a three D three D world. It looks like you're you're playing an anime, uh, which is really really cool, really really cool. So this one's definitely interesting to me. That's for certain. Yeah, yeah. It, it's got some promise. Cool. Next we have, um, 
what is the complete name? Uh, Wonder Boy, Asha, and Monster World. So in-end games have revealed today, Wonder Boy, Asha, and the Monster World will be heading to the Nintendo Switch later this month. So coming up real quick, uh, Wonder Boy, Asha, and the Monster World, which is a remake of Monster World 4, is due to be released on the 28th of May. Sadly, there is no trailer to accompany the news. I believe actually that may have changed. I don't know how old this article yeah, is. Yeah, there is a trailer. Yeah, there so yeah, there definitely is a trailer. Uh but that this also kind of kind of surprised some people and I don't and I know people some people at Switch RPG uh staff that are are kind of excited about this. I've never really gotten into the Wonderboy games. I like the aesthetic of them. I just I'm just not sure why I just can't get into it. I don't know what it is. Um, but the, I like the graphical uh, style of the game. It's, yeah, I think it's kind of pretty, and the gameplay from what they're showing is interesting. It, mm-hmm. it looks like it's got heavy Metroidvania elements, uh, pretty much just like the other uh, uh, Monster World, Monster Boy, whatever, right. Wonder Boy uh, games, and. Uh, it's got, uh, it's act, it's got the action sequences and it seems like the world that you're in, and I haven't played any of these games, but, uh, I believe the world that you're in, just like Metroidvanias are, it's one big giant world that you're exploring through. Mm -hmm. And one of the elements that they got in here is that you can go in and out of the, um, the sort of level there's, there's layers of depth into the level. So it's 2D, it's a side scroller, but you can go into the background or into the foreground on these levels. They're showing it off. Uh, one level in the video is sort of like this weird aqueduct sewer like system, and you can go through pipes that are either into the, the foreground or into the background, and that sort of makes the walls disappear or or appear. And and as you're navigating through this sort of multi-layered, two-dimensional environment, and that's mm-hmm. that's cool. I, I like exploration games uh, that are of this type and of right. this nature. So. Yeah, it definitely looks pretty. I, I like I said, I love the look for look on it. Um, maybe this will be the one that I jump into. I don't know. We'll see. There's there's just so so much coming out right now. I I think we're we're heading into a very busy time. Uh, there's kind of a mad dash before E3, where all the kind of the indie games or the the games that don't want to get shadowed by E3, they're all announcing their games are like coming out this month or next week. Like they're coming out quick. Um. So yeah, actually another game I wanted to highlight here is called Aluna Sentinels Sentinel of the Shards. This is actually also coming out on the 26th? Are they both coming out on the 26th? I missed that. Hang on, hang on. I gotta get this right. Alright. Yeah, so Monster Boy Asha is coming out the 28th. Aluna Sentinel of the Shards is coming out on the 26th. And this is kind of a top-down isometric, kind of your Diablo-esque action RPG uh, based, again, on a comic book. And um, this one also... I'm really kind of interested in this one. It really reminds me of the kind of the old school kind of your top down Diablo um s game. Uh so this is definitely one that I'm looking forward to. Uh, granted it doesn't it's it's not as polished as you would think a new game would be, but I think it still looks kind of cool to me. 
So yeah, it reminds yeah. me kind of almost PS2, PS3 era. Uh, that sort of maybe that sort of uh, line there, kind of a your little old... bit better, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So or, or maybe even like a you know older PC uh, Diablo or something to that effect. Anyway, um, keep an eye on that one. Um, I am not going to talk about that there. Um, so yeah, Minecraft Dungeons gets a new update, Hidden Depths, again on the 26th of May. So what's going on with this? Let's just see. My son, I showed him this, and he's like, oh my gosh, that looks so cool. So I think he's he and I are going to get back into Minecraft Dungeons here with this new Hidden Depths DLC. Uh, so Mojang and Microsoft have announced a fresh new update, Minecraft Dungeons on the Nintendo Switch, along with new DLC, which is titled Hidden Depths. You'll be able to venture on the new Minecraft Dungeons adventure on the 26th of May. The team also mentioned that they are adding a new feature slash enemy type called Ra Raid Captains, which are described as super challenging enemies, which will mix up the adventure for you. And they have all new details on their website. So they continue to support the game. Don't forget, it is cross-play. Um, so yeah, he was playing on an Xbox, he, although he has it for a Switch. He just got an Xbox One, so he's really excited about it. He was playing on the Xbox One. I was playing on the Switch. It was fun old time. Okay. Sega says it wants to globally expand Atlas titles, meaning more multi-platform and worldwide releases. Do you want to take over this one? Oh, uh, no. Okay. The, uh, Chief <laughs> Strategy Officer. <laughs> yes. Okay. And the GM of Asia Japan Studios at Sega has told the Japanese game magazine Famitsu that they are looking to globally expand uh, future Atlas video games. Mister Yutsumi says that they are planning to do this by releasing. Releasing, okay, not re-releasing, but releasing future Atlas games simultaneously worldwide instead of doing the usual staggered releases between Japan and the West. He also mentioned that they are considering bringing Atlas games to more platforms, which would be great news for the Switch and Xbox owners. Probably not the Switch. Uh, I mean, uh, Xbox. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that they really are supporters of Xbox, but... Anyway, yeah, that is great news for the Switch, considering we are still waiting for um, Persona 5. And and many other titles. <laughs> and Atlas is... They, they are a really good RPG factory. Yeah. They make some fantastic games. One thing I'm hoping on is that they also dig into their backlog and do some remakes and or remasters of things. But uh, yeah. They, they have some great games that they should bring to other platforms and uh, stop making silly uh, exclusivity uh, deals with Sony. Yeah. Forget about Sony. We're here. We exist. Well, they got SMT3 um, coming out really soon. Yep. And um, SMT5, maybe we'll see that at E3. But they have also... I don't know how... I don't know that that is exclusive. So, I mean, they are supporting their games or supporting the switch with their most recent games now can they jump into their back catalog maybe persona 4 golden or you know if you go back i don't know how well received dragon's crown was but you know going back to that time i don't know i, I don't know 
how far back are we going here? Far back as necessary. I mean, they've they've done uh, they've published some of the Ogre series games. Ah, uh, yes. To, to say the least. So they they got some great games in their uh, in their catalog and their repertoire. So yeah, you just want Ogre Battle back anyway. Uh, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin shipments and digital sales are now over nine hundred and fifty thousand, and I actually think it's higher than that now. It might even yeah. be over a million. It's certainly going to be yeah, which I'm is looking. which is absolutely insane if you think about it. This game. Great! It did. It did not get a lot of publicity, in 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 my opinion. No, and and it's a it's the first of its franchise too. So this is a huge success. Yeah, huge success for a uh, for marvelous. Now I'm trying to see. So it says that it's a combination of the uh, shipments and digital sales have yeah. now exceeded 950,000. But by this point in time, they're probably, they probably breached the, uh, the 1 million marker. Uh, even so they're, you know, that's pretty much a million right there. Uh, if I had to guess, they probably timed the release really well, given the unfortunate circumstance of, cause this release, what in November, right? Of yeah. last year, yeah, it was just after, um, because I remember I played this at E3. It was kind of not not finished, yep. so it, it did take a while. So November sounds sounds right. Yeah, and it released right around the same time as uh as uh Zelda the Hyrule Warriors, mm -hmm. and I would say you know there wasn't really much else available around that time, especially on Switch, because right. what else was there other than Hyrule Warriors? For I mean, people, people were still people were still playing Animal Crossing. People were going nuts for that game. Yeah, but Animal Crossing is over half a year old at that point. Right, right, right. So it's you know this kind of helped pick up. My guess is this got a boost because there wasn't too much in the way of competition. Right. Now which I'm, trying, is good for them. I'm trying to see if this differentiates between um switch sales or or like other other consoles. And I'm not seeing it on here. I don't know if it was was it yeah, it was on PlayStation and PC yep. as well. And it doesn't differentiate between that. If I had to guess, the majority of sales or or the the biggest slice of the pie was probably on the Switch. Yeah, I I would have to guess that as well. And I was just trying to see if they showed what their second in their list was after uh, Sukuna Race and Ruin. It's probably some you know Rune Factory uh, game or, or something to that effect. But it, they're they're just their numbers are, are aren't making sense to me. And they're mostly in Japanese. <laughs> so it's uh, kind of hard to read some of it. Anyway, yeah, really cool for kind of a uh, an off-the-beaten-path kind of game from a, a studio that really isn't known for putting up these sort of numbers. Um, so at least putting up these numbers with a newest, you know, of a, the first of its IP, which is cool. All right, Pokemon Sword and Shield players have now an updated version 1.3.2. Believe it or not, Pokemon Sword and Shield hasn't been updated in months. In fact, the last time 
that Pokemon Sword and Shield had been updated was December of 2020, a couple months after the Crown Tundra DLC had released. Well, five months later, the update drought has ended. Uh, the brand new update Pokemon Sword and Shield released earlier tonight, bringing the pair of pair of games to version 1.3.2. As the official patch notes, they only list a couple of things. Uh, they said that they fixed the issue where some Pokemon icons were not properly displaying during online or local wireless battles, and that several issues have been fixed to improve gameplay experience. So, stability. Yeah, stability and, and bug fixes. Um, the icon thing could definitely, uh, that definitely gets in the way of gameplay, so. Sure does. Sure does. All right, next we have Story of Seasons Developers Talks About Remakes. Japanese video game publication Dengeki Online has had the chance to chat with Story of Seasons pioneers of Olive Town director Hikari Nakano and producer Dai Takamura. Uh, the site asked them about the possibility of more remakes of older titles heading to the Nintendo Switch. Mr. Takamura said that they are focused on making new games. However, when asked if they would like to remake any games with the current console technology, Mr. Nakano said that the older titles such as Harvest Moon 64, Harvest Moon A Wonderful Life, and Harvest Moon DS would be the ones that he would personally choose. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. Um I'm tired of ports. Um there's just there are just way too many. I, I feel like they're just let games be like games that have been played, let them go. Let it go. Oh. Well <laughs> I'm so tired I'm okay. of it. I'm okay with ports and, and remakes and remasters, but for this series in particular, no. Just don't do it. Because each game is, each iteration that they make for this series in particular. They, right, they better themselves. Yeah, it, it's really just an iteration on what they do before. And sometimes it's a step backwards because they did, they did, they included some new gameplay mechanic that where they had to sacrifice some of the extra complexity on prior titles in order to accommodate. For example, Harvest Moon 64 was a step backwards in sort of nuance than what the prior Harvest Moon game uh, was uh, regarding uh, the variety of things that you could do. Mm -hmm. So it did offer some other, some new things in Harvest Moon 64, but it, it didn't come up to snuff with uh, what it did prior. So. You know, let I'm I'm with you for this franchise. Let these games, the the earlier games, don't remake, don't remaster, don't port. Just make something new and yeah. make it better. Just continue to iterate on what they've what they continue to do and make it better. Yeah, I I, I think um, what's what's the gentleman's name? Um, let's see here. Takamura said they are focused on making new games. I I think. That is probably the more important thing, you know, is making making new games, improvements, things things of that nature. When you go back, I mean, and mostly mostly everything else is just it's just nostalgia. And I don't know. I guess nostalgia does sell games, but I'm just getting tired of it, to be honest with you. Anyway, moving on. Another actually, uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, nostalgia, uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance available today. Oh wait, no, no, it's not. Kind of not, yeah. <laughs> um, it was available. Interplay and Wizards of the Coast have recently announced that the classic PlayStation 2 and Xbox-era RPG Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance is available today 
it wasn't, on the Nintendo Switch. The re-release of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance is available for $29.99. Again, the same is a re-release, but it does... Oh, I'm sorry. Again, the game is a re-release, but it does include two-player co-op. Uh, check out the freshly released trailer below. So again, yep, check out the trailer. I, I do recommend it. It pretty much looks the same as you remember. I think the PlayStation and Xboxes are getting 4K. Um, but something happened and the Nintendo version ain't coming out yet. There's, I think last I saw, um, they, they did email a press release that they're still undergoing some certification through Nintendo. So it may be uh, another week or, or maybe a little bit longer, uh, but it is, it is coming at some point. Um, cause we did get this, which this whole release, okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. They do have a statement, and the statement that they have is, Hey all, due to unforeseen issue on the Nintendo Switch store, we're going to have to delay the launch for a few days to fix it. We're incredibly sorry about this, and we're working hard to remedy this as quickly as possible. Thanks yeah. for your patience. Yeah, they've already... In, I, actually, if you follow their account, Black Isle Studios, um, if you follow their account, they've already... They already have a patch incoming for the other version, so the Nintendo Switch will also be getting that that update, which is good. Thank you, Xbox and PlayStation owners, for beta testing uh, the game for us Switch owners. Uh, really appreciated. Um, but was was weird about this game is that they I had gotten the email. It was under embargo. Gave us all the trailer information. Gave us all the information as to when it was coming out. I was like, oh my god, this is like coming out in like two days. This is crazy. And then all of a sudden, a day before. Was it a, yeah a day before the embargo? IGN kind of, kind of got the scoop on it, and they, I guess they got the publishing rights to attach their trailer uh, to it. So it, it it got announced before anyone could even really say anything. So anyway, um, it's kind of cool game. I do remember playing this on on GameCube. Uh, was it game? No, was it on GameCube as well, or just the PlayStation Two? I'm getting confused now. I don't know. It might have been on GameCube, though. Mm. Anyway, I do recall playing this. That that whole era uh, really kind of confuses me <laughs> for whatever reason. But I do recall playing this. I wasn't... I don't know if I completed it. I don't remember. Again, obviously, I don't really remember much all. Uh, but yeah, it, it seems like another uh, Diablo-esque hack-and-slash-RPG yeah. experience uh, yeah. action RPG with the that top-down view of the camera but set in the dungeons and dragons world with dungeons and dragons enemies and characters yeah so i i think this that's definitely one that i'll be playing now this is not the the um the the new one that's coming out in june that one that one's totally different and not coming out on the switch all right cool ign Another another exclusive here, 13 minutes of Baldo gameplay. If you're familiar with uh, Nino Kuni or um, um, what is the the anime? Jeez, I can't remember. Oh, we could also say Wind Waker, right? Yeah, but it's 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 not so much Wind Waker than it is Nino Kuni or what? I can't remember the uh, the company that does all these the anime here. Oh, uh, Ghibli? Yeah, Studio Ghibli. Ghibli? Ghibli. Yeah, so it's definitely very obviously rem reminiscent of that. So let's see yeah. here. 
IGN has uploaded 13 minutes of the gorgeous studio game. That's right there. I, had I only read like the first sentence. <laughs> IGN has uploaded 13 minutes of the gorgeous Studio Ghibli-themed game Baldo. The upcoming game is described as an action RPG full of puzzles and adventure, and it is heading to the Nintendo Switch system. Naps Team, the developers behind Baldo, the Guardian Owls, previously announced that the game will launch first for the Nintendo for the Switch. However, an actual release date has still yet to be announced. So yeah, they, they showed 13 minutes. Were you able to watch any of it? Yeah, I watched it. It's there, It was mostly they were in, in town mm. kind of talking to NPCs and doing some minor uh, push puzzles and, and other elements like that. So I didn't really understand what... Uh, I didn't get a good taste for yeah. what the full brevity of gameplay would be. I I I'm, I'm definitely have to agree there. I was hoping for combat, if there is going to be combat, and they kind of tease that at the very, very end, if you watch it, there's kind of like this octopus type of monster that's taken over a ship or whatever. So I did, I did want to see combat, did not see it. The UI is very generic, maybe could use a little more customization. Uh, I had issues there, obviously visually absolutely stunning. I like the the music; it sounds really, really good. I, I, I know it's coming from a small studio. I wish there was kind of voice acting. It, I didn't hear any voice work at all, uh, so there was that as well. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I still think it's something to be kind of excited for, I, and, and I think a lot of people are. So it's it's clearly Zelda esque. In, yeah. in many ways, but uh, I guess they they like the develop by they I mean the developers like the slower paced openings of Zelda games because uh, if I had to guess this was the opening sequence just by the number of hearts that yeah. the character had so it was definitely slow and they didn't have one of the key things is um, in the artwork that you see for this game uh, the promo artwork you see a sword and shield so there's got to be combat right why else would they have a sword and shield but in the gameplay demo uh the, the character doesn't have that sword and shield yet mm -hmm. so hopefully hey get to that sword and shield asap so that uh things can get you know more exciting they yeah. do have a stamina system so at least yeah there's that. i hope i hope there's um yeah i'm excited to see what the stamina system is i hope there's some sort of magic component whether it's kind of basic spells or whatever, I think that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, there's, there's, there wasn't really much to go off of there, other than it, it seems like it more, might be more puzzle puzzle intensive. Yeah, it it's one to pay attention to because this this could be a nice uh, cross between uh, modern and modern Zelda and old Zelda. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're we're not going to go too in depth with this because I know you could go on with this next thing for days. Yeah, you want <laughs> me to just quickly go through? It? Yeah, sure. All right. So as I said before, Monster Hunter got an update to 2.0. There's a whole bunch of stuff that was added. So if you're one, and it's it's a lot. They definitely provided enough material to satisfy for a month. Uh, so what they did is they uh, unlocked the hunter rank 
they introduce a bunch of new monsters, large monsters to hunt. Uh, they added new uh, village and hub quests. There's new monsters that are going to appear in the rampage quests. Uh, let's see here. There are some just overall some new quests. There are event quests. There are arena quests uh, and new requests uh, by the NPCs. There are new weapon trees. There are new armor sets. There's new items, new pedalaces um, that are made available. Uh, new skills that get tied to armor sets and whatnot. Uh, new rampage skills, uh, which are tied to the weapons themselves. You can uh, they increase the level cap for armor, so your armor can be upgraded even further. Um, there's new decorations that you can craft. So um, there, there was a few decorations, uh, actually a decent amount that were missing. So now those are the recipes for those are now available. Uh, you can do layered armor, which is a pretty big deal, and you have to get these little vouchers for them. I think they're called like costume vouchers or something like that. Uh, and those you get on pretty much any um, high rank hub quest. Uh, you'll get at least one of those vouchers typically, and you just cash in those vouchers and maybe one or two other things, and you can start crafting a bunch of different uh, layered armor stuff. Uh, you can also do layered armor for your Palico and Palamute. The level cap for your Palico and Palamute has been increased to level 50. Uh, and the level, the base level of Palico and Pal Palamutes has been increased. So you don't have to start them from such a lower level. Uh, so you can kind of hire them and they'll start somewhere in the 20s, I believe, the upper 20s too. Uh, let's see here. Guild cards. Awards are now available. I'm not too sure what that one is, or I haven't been able to to utilize that just yet. Um, let's see here. You could change your hunter's appearance, so they they do have this voucher thing. So if you don't like, if you messed up on your on the first boss of the game, which is the character creator, you can cash in these vouchers, uh, character edit vouchers, and you know tweak your hair or or your eye color or something like that. Uh, and get it as right as you want it to be. Uh, and there's some additional other DLC stuff that they added. Uh, it's typically going to be cosmetic and probably layered armor stuff. You can also uh, buy more of those uh, character edit vouchers. Uh, and then there was a whole slew of just fixes, bug fixes. Galore. A lot of them. Yeah, a lot of little tweaks. There was a, a pretty well-known bug with uh, talisman, uh, crafting of talismans, um, the melding pot uh, type of stuff, and it looks like they fixed all of those. Uh, a lot of fine-tuning across the board. If you're wondering what some of the bigger monsters are, it's Camellios, which they announced way back when, uh, a month ago in the promo. Uh, Teostra, which I mentioned, uh, Kushala Deora, which is like this weird iron silver dragon. It's like this metal dragon that spits out icy wind all over the place in tornadoes. Really cool fight. Uh, what else? Basil, basil juice, something <laughs> like that. Beetlejuice. <laughs> yep. Uh, and it, it's. It's this big giant elder dragon thing that has like weird 
like sacks underneath it that are explosive or scales. It's scales, not sacks. It's like exploding <laughs> scales. So like there's scales all over the place. It's just a great fight. I highly recommend fighting that thing if you're a gun lancer because that is the gun lancer set. That is oh so awesome. It'll make you very, very good at gun lancing with that set. So highly recommend it. There's just a bunch of stuff, event quests, which they are adding, I guess, kind of slowly. Although the event quests, they're giving you like ancillary uh, things like um, like poses and emotes mm-hmm. um, and nothing too major. So I, I was kind of hoping that some of these event quests would give you other rewards or at the very least pump out quicker, but they are pumping them out. So I think they are rolling out these event quests like one per two weeks. That's what it feels like. So uh, be on the lookout every now and then to check the DLC and see if another event quest has been downloaded. Yeah. That's... And that's it until uh, the end of this month where they do the 3.0. That's a lot of stuff. It is a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. A lot of, a lot of very necessary stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and just by providing the uh, layered armor stuff, now you don't have to run around looking like... Uh, Looking like you're you're just a, a cosmetic mess. <laughs> it's great, yeah. All yeah, all those that would be fine me. tuning your character. This this was the the update where you could fine tune your character, get more armor sets, and all that. So yeah, mm-hmm. and it was free. free. Yeah, that is that is that is the great thing about it. All right, cool. Let's head off to Rumorland. Rumorland. Do we? I still need to make some sound effects for that. Uh, Not so much a rumor. Actually, this this did happen. Bandai Namco has registered trademarks for GameCube series Baton Katos. You've you've, Katos Origins. Yeah, you and I have talked about Baton Katos before. So it's Baton Katos Origins as well as Baton Katos. um, What was it? um, The Eternal Eternal Wings and the Lost Ocean. Yep. That's it. So, Baconados, Eternal Wings, and The Lost Ocean is the first game that released on GameCube, which I have and beat. And then uh, they made a prequel called Baconados Origins, which I have and did not beat. You're, ter- uh, you're a terrible person. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It just wasn't as good as the first one. So, it, it, it kind of lost me there. Mm. Uh, something to know about the Baconados games is that people that worked on Chrono Cross and also uh, the team th- this these were the uh, the the people that eventually uh, went into forming monolith right um monolith soft I don't know if the, that that was the order night now you night you're gonna make me look this up went into the monolith soft uh uh and creating xenoblade and stuff like that yeah 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 yeah. yep all right i'm not i'm not going crazy all right well and, that's debatable yeah so what do you think this is why would they renew this well trade? Th- there's a couple of things it could just be time to do it you know every so often you know things are expiring they want to keep their franchises you know they it's just something they they need to do or it could be they're doing something with it. 
Uh, it could be a port. Uh, <laughs> it could be, um, it could be some sort of a remaster or or, or remake, remake entirely, kind of reboot the entire series, which would also I I would appreciate that more. I would re I would appreciate your total reboot on the series, uh, starting over, but I don't know. I, I, uh, <laughs> a reboot, sure, it could be done. It's, I mean, I don't think it's going to be worth the effort. What they could do is do like a. Uh, a bait and Kato's too, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't think that's that's this because this is trademarked no. for these game names yeah. specifically. Yeah, specific games. Yeah. So what I what I think it's going to be is a remaster, not necessarily a remake, but a remaster, some sort of HD remaster. That's mm-hmm. what I think it's going to be. I hope they don't bother with Origins, but probably to like make the package more enticing for people to buy they might group them together and do like a a double pack hd remake yeah which which would be absolutely great i just uh not too keen on the origins one but yeah definitely bait and kados that's some great stuff it's it's going to be a lot of work for them too because that game utilized uh pre-rendered backgrounds kind of like what you got in the final fantasy games of um of the PlayStation One and PlayStation Two era, right? And there was a lot of uh, full motion video as part of the foreground and background elements that they had in there. So they have to basically re-render all of that at a higher resolution. I they, hope they do. They can do that. If they don't do that, it's going to look kind of pixelated and ugly. <laughs> so I hope I hope they re-render everything and make it you know, actually redo everything in HD. And if it does, it's going to look gorgeous. Absolutely right. gorgeous. Because how they handled the game when they originally did it, it was a very beautiful world. The um, camera angle is relatively static. Uh, and your characters are kind of... It has sort of like an old school design that if you've played you know rpgs on the on the playstation and whatnot yeah you're going to be very familiar with the gameplay so don't don't expect you know crazy gameplay the the uniqueness of the gameplay is going to be in the combat system which is this card based uh combat system a good one too that's what really has me excited i don't i don't know anything about this story or anything but i do know that it's got a pretty um pretty unique not well i guess you could say unique card card battle system yeah yeah it it's i haven't played any of i mean it's a it's a card combat system so Mm -hmm. it's as unique as you can get with the card combat system yeah Uh, a cool thing about it is that you're always trying to be more efficient with your deck building so Mm. you're constantly taking your deck and and sort of removing cards that you acquire and adding uh new cards refining your deck so that that becomes a very important part of the combat system. So it's got this uh, this sort of fine-tuning, min-maxing that you have outside of combat. And then when you're in combat, sort of figuring out the best decision uh, on how to play your cards out. So it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I don't know how far away this is. Or again, this could just be kind of routine maintenance. Or it could be something coming out. 
you know, when will we see something? We don't know. All right, cool. A former Retro Studios developer says a Metroid Prime Trilogy Switch port would take a lot of effort. So I'm skeptical it'll happen. All right, moving on to the next story. We have, oh, should we talk about that? He's skeptical. We shouldn't be talking about this now. I think this person is just trying to distract so that when Nintendo eventually says, oh, look, Metroid Prime Trilogy for the Switch, people are, are going to be surprised. So I Man. think this is just like someone pointing, say, look over there, because obviously when there's smoke, there's fire. This is this has happened. This, this is totally happening. So I, I don't know why this person is trying to say that there won't be a Metroid Prime trilogy. That's just crazy. All right, so let me just read into this a little bit. Michael Wicken is a former developer at Retro Studios that had been lead designer on all three original Metroid Prime games. And he even ran the trilogy comp, uh, compilation project. Wicken explained in a Facebook post reply to a fan that porting Metroid Prime Trilogy to the Switch would take a lot of effort. So I'm pretty skeptical it would happen. Um, it was it was straightforward to update the MP1 and 2 to motion controls, but converting MP3 to normal controls would be a Herculean effort. So, where do, where do, what is he doing nowadays? Yeah, exactly. What is he doing? I'm wondering. And, like... and it says here on the effort itself, it says uh, the let's see, let me read. Oh, wow. This quote's a lot bigger than I thought. OK, so the quote is retro no longer has the functional editor tools to work with the prime code base. So everything would have to be brute force hard coded, rebuilding the hundreds of interaction sets in Metroid Prime 3 alone, not to mention returning the gameplay uh returning the gameplay to take in the slower engagement pacing of conventional controls would probably take a year with a four to five person team full-time by itself so that's it that's it four to five people (laughs) i would think i would think nintendo would throw a lot more than that um or whoever they put on this, whether it's retro or someone else, I think they'd put more than four to five people on this project. Well, that's what this guy's predicting is let's just say it's five people. Let's get rid of the four number. All right. Five people, one year. Are you mm-hmm. kidding? Like, of course they're, they're going to do it. That's not a Herculean effort. I was looking to see, I was my, 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 um, my rumor brain went, all right, let me just see what this guy's doing now. Is he like on another, like, is he still a developer somewhere else? And he's not, he's not in the video game field at all. So he has no, no, you know, no dog in the fight. You know what I mean? How long has he been gone from retro? Right. Yeah. It's been a while. Exactly. So this, this guy's basing it on what, what he understands and look every everything he says sounds accurate and valid but mm-hmm. this is kind of disregarding the assistance that nintendo would likely provide the reason why i mentioned in this is nintendo is porting uh as we all know uh skyward sword yes and i don't care i don't care what you think about the metroid prime 3 game 
nothing comes close to the amount of gyro controls that that Skyward Sword has. And yet Nintendo is bringing it to the Switch. It's coming out in a couple of months. Right. So, so I mean, I mean, come on. Nintendo probably has tools that can convert the motion controls over to or relatively or develop the 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 tools in order to convert uh, the the gyro controls into the switch controls. Uh, And they could very easily hand it off to the retro studio uh, team or whoever is doing the port. Or it could have been the opposite where this the trilogy was in development and was done mm-hmm. two years ago, likely, or maybe a, a year ago, what have you. And they gave the tool over to Nintendo, and Nintendo's like, oh, we could easily just port our Skyward Sword. Yeah. It's happening. I mean, come on, it's happening. <laughs> if, if Skyward Sword and its crazy gyro control mm-hmm. dependency can make it to the Switch, Metroid Prime is making it to the Switch. No question. Well, I, I know no other person that wants it more than you, so I hope it happens. <laughs> I, I want it so bad for your sake. For my sake, you're right. You're right. I'll finally get to play it. <laughs> yeah, one of the greatest you know, games of all time or trilogies of all time. Oh, someday, someday. All right, another uh, ESRB rating uh, leak, I guess. So ESRB rates a Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom Princess Edition for the Switch. I think this is going to be an E3 announcement. Yeah. Um so this originally appeared on PlayStation 4 back in March 2018. It appears to be a Nintendo appears to be Nintendo Switch bound. The ESRB recently rated the Nintendo Switch version of the hit JRPG along Although it has yet to be announced by Bandai Namco or Level 5, the original Level 5 game appeared on the Nintendo Switch and is available now via the eShop. Uh, so yeah, this would be a uh, this would be kind of cool if we if we got this. This is totally happening. Yeah, yeah. This this one's a little more concrete than the other rumors. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. So yeah, like... expect this one. Yeah. Now in terms of. I'm not sure which one people like more, one or two. I, I don't know which one is more favorable. One, one is the more favorable one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they there were... are elements in the sequel that are interesting, mm-hmm. but one is definitely the more memorable one. Okay. I mean, they both look pretty stinking cool. They do, yeah. All right, expect that E3. All right, some heavier news topics. Let's get into uh, this one here, please. Konami confirms it won't be present at E3 2021. Konami, I really want to say what I, what I, (laughs) I really want to say, but I can't. Okay. F Konami. All right. I am so tired of their shenanigans and their pachinko machines and, and, and all their other stuff. Konami is just. I think this is what they have to say. Due to timing, we will not be ready to present at E3 this year. We want to reassure our fans that we are in deep development on a number of key projects. So please stay tuned for some updates in the coming months. What the hell have you been doing? <laughs> Seriously. That statement is that statement is 
Hey, all you fans that used to remember when we were an awesome publisher, uh, don't berate us with your hate for us not being at E3 because, sorry, all of our projects are in casino-based gaming. And I I want to say I don't remember exactly when it was. I I recall them say, like being in the forefront of of E3 this year. Like they really wanted it to happen, and you know, and and then all of a sudden they just come out with with this. Uh, and, what, and, whatever. And by the way, when I say casino based gaming, that's that's not a lie. That is <laughs> no, not at all. Like, I, me personally, I interviewed with Konami in order to develop casino games. It was oh, a really a, yes, yes. I I went to a to a I went to an interview. Uh, it this was a virtual interview thing, and this was going back a few years. So what they're doing right now, I don't know. But this is going back a few years, and I definitely interviewed with with. Konami peeps about uh, possibly making games for casinos. Uh, the 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 group was located in Vegas area. I believe it was in Nevada. Mm. If I'm remembering correctly, excuse me if I get these details wrong because it was many years ago. But yeah, so so yeah, I, you know, I heard about it was like Konami, like Konami looking for for programmers and game developers like all right and i'm getting all excited for an interview and, and i'm like oh oh it's <laughs> casino oh all right it's... It, it's so bad and i'm just looking back all right what do they have to offer us um well they have pro evolution soccer uh they have metal gear which they're just sitting on they have castlevania which they're just sitting on they also have Suikoden, which they're just sitting on. In fact, you have their former developers making their own thing, BreakingKickstarter.com. Um, what else do they have in terms of, I mean, sure. I'm, I'm going, I'm trying to reach on or talk more about RPGs, but yes, they have Contra. Their latest Contra was absolutely terrible. They have my beloved series, Silent Hill. I absolutely love Silent Hill. And they just continue to just ignore it. That's essentially what they're doing. They're just ignoring their IPs. Why? Get rid of them. You know, just just get rid of them. Give them to someone who actually cares about people that play games. And license them. Yeah, like, or just license them. They're yours. Just like have someone else handle it. Exactly. Just license it out to a studio that actually cares about it. And and you don't they don't lose the IP. They could still make their Pachico uh and, and other machines for it. So just it, license. It's very silly. I, I cannot stand what Konami does in terms of video games. I mean obviously they're making their own business decisions, but whatever. Okay, so let's move on to other E3 related news. Yes, uh, well this is pre-E3. This is EA Play Live 2021. It's taking place on July 2nd. Uh, 22nd. Uh, is so, it I'm sorry? Is that pre-E3? Yeah, I don't think it's the same time. I think they did this last year too. Oh, that's, or, that's or sure po E3. Yeah, post-E3. So EA Play, they're, they're kind of doing their, their own thing, so they're not going to be I don't believe at E3, are they? Uh, no, they don't. EA doesn't do E3. They usually hold their event 
the Friday and Saturday before E3, that weekend just before E3. Yeah. But obviously there's no physical E3, so it looks like this event is going to be one month after E3. Yeah, I, I knew that we had a list of uh, some of the, the bigger developers, and I was looking here. I see it here. EA is is definitely not on there. Yep. So they're going to have their EA play July 22nd, uh, which is quite a bit after the regular E3. Uh, so let's see here. Last year's cancellation E3 meant that unless they took part in the summer of gaming event, many companies held their own independent digital events to promote their upcoming game releases. Uh, some companies had not not been used to producing pre-recorded videos to accomplish this, but other companies such as EA had been doing it during the week of E3 for years now, like you like you just mentioned. Uh, so yeah, that's what they're going to do. Now, what could they possibly be showing? Um, do we care about what EA is doing? <laughs> Yeah, we do. Right? Do we? Uh, Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah, uh, we do, we do know that. Um, uh, Dragon Age. I was just gonna say. I I mean, that's that's. I I hope that they come out for a uh, with a Dragon Age for the Switch. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we'd be able to get a Dragon Age Inquisition, but I I really wouldn't mind that. I know I know that game gets a lot of hate, uh, but you know Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age Inquisition. I think it would give the the opportunity for uh, for people to play that, and they're they're all decent, well, are actually really good games that EA has. So, so yeah, so they they own you know they own Bioware. So you would mention Mass Effect. Yep. Uh, there's and there's other stuff that EA does do that is you know is interesting. So I I don't I don't want to hate on EA too much. So there could be something, right? There yeah. could be something. Like could we also get like um, Knights of the Old Republic? Again, we're talking ports here. Uh, I mean, it's just what we what we do. We see so much of it. That's why we're like. We just assume, like, just do that, I guess. <laughs> well, if that was going to be a thing, I would have imagined that would have happened. The announcement for that would have happened on May 4th. And we didn't really, we didn't really get anything on May 4th. So did, I thought we did. What didn't we get the bad batch? Was that on May, May 4th? The animation? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, now you got me Googling this. The Bad yeah. Batch, and I don't know when it was announced, but it is out. I haven't been able to watch it yet. First episode was May 4th. Bam. Cool. Yeah. Uh, da -da -da -da. Let me get back on track. You got me on Star Wars land. Now we're going to Nintendo stuff. Nintendo. Couple of, a couple of major announcements for Nintendo. You know, I'll, I'll just go through them. Uh, so Nintendo president has said future acquisitions would be driven by tech innovation. And I'm going to tie this into something that we're going to talk about later on. But here's a direct, uh, direct quote. Uh, and by the way, all of these articles that we're kind of reading off of all come from my Nintendo news. Shout out to them. They do a great job. Uh, so the quote from uh, Shantaru Furukawa is we need to secure cash reserves to ensure financial stability. But if we need to respond to rapidly advancing technological innovation, we may acquire companies that possess 
the technology. Ooh. And they have cash. Nintendo has got the cash. They are they are rich. Filthy. Filthy rich. Especially with the success of the Switch. Yeah. And it runs. Yeah, I mean I'm a I'm a stockholder in Nintendo and it's just increasingly gone gone up. So Yeah, it's it's been at its highest uh it hasn't reached this type of height since the Wii. Yeah, it's been a while, but it's it's nice to see. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, further acquisitions um I wonder what that could be. Yeah, I wonder. But, well, we could we could speculate and we will. <laughs> like the, the the example that that's given here. So, um Nintendo president like you had mentioned has talked to uh, investors and analysts about future acquisitions that the company could make in future. Uh, Microsoft recently purchased game studio Bethesda and Sony has acquired a stake in Discord. So that's just a stake in Discord. They don't, they don't own Discord. Um, so what, what you had thoughts on this? Yeah. Yeah. So for example, they acquired not too long ago, um, was it Intelligent Systems? Who did Luigi's Mansion? Three. Right, Who that did? team. Okay. And obviously, the tech that they... The graphical tech, right? They're, they're very capable on that engine because Luigi's Mansion 3 is, is a very beautiful... It's one of the best-looking games on Switch. I have here next-level games. Next-level games. Okay, there we go. So, and that was an acquisition by Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking what they might do is they might either gobble up more developers or Mm. they're going to gobble up bigger fish, bigger fish than, than that. What I don't see them doing is gobbling up companies that produce, that specifically produce, uh, tech or 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 ancillary game support technology something like discord i don't see them acquiring something like that Boy, that, this, but that would help them though <laughs> it would they they have what they have done in the past is uh factor 5 studios going way back in the gamecube days mm. they did mm, acquire some degree of 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 um uh, of ownership over them. I don't know how much, but Factor 5 was a a silent second party or something like that, or a pseudo second party studio of Nintendo where they made uh, Rogue Squadron and Rogue Leader and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why they grabbed that tech company was because they were really excellent uh, audio files and they had some of the best gaming audio uh technology out there so they gobble them up for that and they're actually they're very capable on the uh graphical prowess uh on the technological standpoint so they might do something like that for very specific studios that are which they've already done with uh next level gaming um they have nine when it comes to like a discord type of purchase i I just don't yeah, they have nine point two billion dollars in cash reserves, by the way. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's insane. Um, you... 
you yeah, know. so if their future acquisitions would be driven by tech innovation, now they're typically, Nintendo is just known for, you know, really thinking outside of the box. So this is interesting. This could mean anything, really. <laughs> huh. Well, I have, a, I have a very strong idea what it could be. What it could be. VR. No, absolutely no, not. No, no. Nintendo already explored the VR thing. They're they're completely out. Okay. Sega. Well, you know, they're gonna buy Sega. That that is not an impossibility. No, it is not. That is that is my thought. Well, why not? Sega's not exactly uh, a expensive <laughs> company. They're they're not doing, you know, gangbusters or anything like that. No, but it'd just be in the old console wars, right? <laughs> that was that was like that was it. It was Sega versus Nintendo. Nintendo won. Uh, just uh, just an FYI, Sega. I don't know how true this is. Net worth four point four two billion. But uh, Nintendo could gobble up Sega entirely and, and have, still have leftover cash. <laughs> and have a lot more left over. Yeah, I, again, I don't think they'd do that. They, they, I, what they would really be acquiring is a lot of the licenses. I think that would be, might be worth it. Yeah, so the reason why they wouldn't do that is because Sega doesn't really have the tech. No, they don't at all. They just have the licenses. Although, although uh, the Yakuza team, oh, yeah. got some, they got some good stuff going there. Yeah. Uh, but the licenses that Sega's sitting on, there's a lot of licenses there. Mm-hmm. And imagine having Sonic in the hands of the Mario team. <laughs> just saying. All right, all right, yeah, just, just saying, just saying. That wasn't right. the company I was thinking of. But, but you are on the right track. Okay. How- Nintendo has enough money to gobble up publishers. Who are you? Th- who are you thinking? We can talk about that later. Fine. And by, and by later, I mean very, very soon. Uh, uh, like next? Uh, as soon as we go into the main topic. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Relax. Yeah. All right. We're 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 gonna skip over a few things here. Uh, Bandai Namco, Gearbox Software, Sega, Square Enix, Xseed Games, and more showcasing E3 2021. Um, like I said, there there are a lot of... Uh, I, this one feels more normal than opposed to what last year is. It's still digital, but I mean, again, I'm just curious as to how they're going to really wrap this into a nice little neat package like like it had been in the past. So, yeah, we will see. But don't forget, E3 is June 12th through 15th, and there's there's going to be a lot going on. I, like I said, this this feels more normal, which is, which is kind of cool. All right, Gamescom 2021 will be an all-digital online event. Last year, there was... This was... I don't even think anything happened at Gamescom 2020. Let me see if there was anything... Do you recall anything from Gamescom 2020? 
I want to say it was a complete dud. Yeah, I don't. There's probably some stuff, but nothing, nothing major that I can remember. Yeah, well, let me just take a look at some of the highlights at Gamescom here. Uh, oh well, I guess we had Dragon Age Four first look trailer. Um, some Sea of Thieves stuff, World of Warcraft stuff. Again, that was there was there wasn't much. <laughs> Hopefully, we see we see a little bit more. But the highlight for sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Biggest game announcement: Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which is I think coming out shortly. Which looks absolutely insane, by the way. But yeah, it was um, it was Dragon Age Four and Ratchet and Clank. So again, two two pretty big announcements there. All right, cool. Let's get into the main topic. Main topic. Our main topic is some of our E three predictions. I, of course, have listed two or three things. Johnny has written four full paragraphs on what he is going to predict here. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Do you, do you want to go over one of your smaller predictions? Here's my issue. You <laughs> cobbled up all the good ones. Just, just one of your issues? Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Okay. I'm just saying, you, you cobbled up all the good predictions. Because they're all right. They are, they they are, are. going to be right, yeah. Um, they're, they're also safe ones. So I'll, I'll throw out one of my, uh, a couple of my safeties. Bayonetta 3. Yep. That, like, that's an obvious. Yep. A new Smash DLC character. Of course, yep. It's an obvious one. Who will it be, though? Master oh. Chief? Master oh. Chief. It could be one of the rumored ones. It could be that Microsoft rumored character, Master Chief. Yep could be although we did get steve so now i'm thinking maybe not hmm. okay or it could be doom guy doom guy there you go be the doom guy and you know what because they can't do doom guy and master chief because they're kind of the same thing so if they had to pick and nintendo's relationship with bethesda is pretty good and now that microsoft owns bethesda vault boy Sorry. <laughs> you think Vault Boy is better than Doom Guy? Vault Boy. I don't even know what kind of weapon you would have, honestly. You know, Vault Boy would work out better because Vault Boy is is a cartoon. Yeah. So that would it would be on the level of like uh, Game and Watch. So I can yeah. totally see that. But you think I'm, I'm with if it's Vault Boy or or Doom Guy or Master Chief? Yes. Definitely yes. Okay. So it could be any of those things. But a new a new Smash character. At least one new Smash character. Who knows? They might surprise us with uh with one and it's available right now kind of kind of moment. And then a teaser for whatever the next one's gonna be. Mm-hmm. They they could double tap like that. Okay. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, so those are my safe predictions. I'll go into less safe territory in that there's going to be a brand new Nintendo game title thing. Some some new IP. Some new franchise. Some yep. something brand new that we've never thought of before or heard of before. What genre it is, I have no clue. It's Nintendo. It's unpredictable. Sure is. Yep. All right. And that to me, I think that's also a very safe prediction. So. Okay. 
You, right. you want you want to list off some of yours or yeah you want- yeah yeah sure no I I mean I have lists here uh, listed here uh, Metroids now this could be the Metroid Primes uh, one two three it could be a remake of uh, Samus Returns or whatever or, or you know they bring on Samus Returns uh, HD yeah. yeah 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 so something you know side scrolling um, definitely something Metroid I don't know that we're I don't know that we're ever gonna see Metroid Prime four. I don't know if we're ever going to see that. You know, I think we are going to see Metroid Prime 4. I think we're going to see a trailer. I don't. I don't think so. I think we're going to see a trailer for it. Just just a, uh, because it's been over, has it been two and a half years since they restarted the production? It's been about that. That sounds about right. Yeah. So two and a half years restarting from scratch right and it's and it's not entirely from scratch because um the uh retro studios people did pitch a demo to nintendo that made nintendo decide to scrap what they've done and move production over to the retro team right so it's not exactly uh you know they're not starting from scratch absolute scratch so they got something two and a half years later and they've been hiring like crazy mm-hmm so I think there's a possibility of Metroid Prime 4, but there is for certain a bigger possibility of seeing the other Metroid stuff that you mentioned. Yeah, I think there's more of a possibility in, in seeing the, the other ones than there is on Metroid Prime 4. But... And there has to be, because this is the 35th year anniversary of Metroid. Yeah, did you see what they did for the 35th year of Zelda? Yeah, they announced so much stuff. So much, all all that stuff that was announced. Skyward Sword, a remake of the worst Zelda game ever. Yes, that's that's what they announced. And what was it? A controller or a console? <laughs> right. Uh, Joy Cons. Yes, Joy Cons. See. Yeah, I, I'm getting them. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I will be getting them. <laughs> for uh, for um, Hyrule Warriors, right? Yeah. Wow. Com- all right, there you go. They com- got something. Calm it down, Nintendo. You're getting wild. I mean, it's not even close to what they did for Mario. Now, I understand Mario is really what... Mario is Nintendo, right? So Nintendo is Mario, whatever the case may be. I understand that, but I mean, don't forget, Zelda is is selling your... your you know, is making your money, it really. I mean, let's be, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Zelda, Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild has outsold Mario Odyssey. Right, I, I'm talking in, in terms of anything Mario related or anything Zelda related. I mean, they're they're one A, one B. Honestly, I mean, don't do Zelda wrong, okay? And they're doing it, doing. Well, Zelda I don't, wrong. I don't know about one A and one B. Mario definitely one A. I think one uh, B is probably <clears throat> Animal Crossing at this point. Get out of here. Or Smash Brothers. Get out of here. Zelda oh. is not the second most profitable nintendo franchise oh yes i mean even even in like you know like materials or not materials or uh like collectibles uh, like all all that stuff takes you got to take all that into consideration all of that i mean it the value the overall value and the potential value of zelda yes yes Mm. I, i see it as being their number two I, I don't see like Animal Crossing ever being as like well regarded and and treasured as uh, as a Zelda franchise. Although 
Animal Crossing is the second best-selling Switch game of yeah. all time. Yeah, I mean, right, right game, right time. That's, I mean, other than that, had that been released any other, I mean, it is what it is at this point, but had that game released any other time, I don't think it would have done as well, but whatever. It's neither here nor there. It's, it is what it is. And and we're talking about Zelda because Zelda is your other prediction, right? So. Yeah, Zelda, I have, again, I as I put Metroids, I put Zeldas. I think we're actually going to see Nintendo do Zelda right with the 35th anniversary. We're going to have a little bit more of a, uh, you know, a little bit of a show with Zelda. They're going to show off some, you know, whether it be some, some more older titles or, you know, lesser known titles, you know, coming back, that's that sort of thing. I think we're going to see more stuff and then potentially Breath of the Wild too. I think it's time we actually see something there more. That's what I think. I think it's going to be Breath of the Wild too. I don't think Nintendo's going to uh, dig into their backlog, their Zelda backlog. Yeah. I think they've already exhausted that. They've they've done the Wind Waker. They've done uh, um, Twilight Princess. They've done uh, Majora's Mask. They've they have beaten the Ocarina of Time horse so many times. That yeah, that's... right. I mean, how many times can you purchase Ocarina of Time? Guaranteed, you know, you put it on the Switch, whether it's on the Nintendo Switch online app, which for some reason has gotten ignored recently. It hasn't been any new games coming on that. Um, yeah. Or, you know, is that how they, they bring it on? All right, you can play Ocarina of Time. You can play all these older Zelda games, Nintendo Switch online. So that'll sell that there. That's kind of my thought with that is really kind of beef up their Nintendo online, you know, add some more games, which again, like I said, we haven't seen. I don't even remember the last time we saw a game on there. It's it's going to be Breath of the Wild 2, man. That's, yeah. Yeah. If, there, if there's a time like if they don't show it at this E3. They show it. Yeah. When do they show it? Right. There is no good time other than like E3 next year or during like the game awards. Meh. 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 And, and, and that's kind of where my next one goes into. I have Monolith Soft is represented, whether that be a new title. And I think that's where we're going to see the new title. Uh, it's going to be with Monolith Soft. And they've also, they have their hands in Breath of the Wild too. So again, they will, they will have a, a, sh a showing there. Uh, it'll either be it won't be a Xenoblade Chronicles. It'll be something all new, brand yeah. new. And it, and given that they've been hiring like demons, yeah, know, they, they, they've they've showed off some concept art of whatever they were working on like over two years ago. Uh, so they they got to be uh, somewhere not close to the end, but s somewhere enough where they can show something off, whether it's a trailer, or cinematic, or, or a teaser of some yeah. sort. I think now, obviously, now now would be the time um, to show something from Monolith Soft. So that's really what I think the new IP will be. But you know, it is Nintendo, like we said. We you, you just never know. I'm with you. Some something's coming from Monolith Soft. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, what else, what else you got? All right. Let's go into some of my juicier tidbits. So I'll, I'll lump some, a couple of them that are in my wish list. Uh, and I'll start off with a bang, with a, with a flash, with a, with a bolt of lightning and, and speed and adrenaline. 
F Zero. They don't need Nintendo forgot what F Zero is, so just forget about it, like they have. <laughs> it's certainly happening. You know what? I think I think the game that that Retro Studios has been working on, in between you know these various little side additions and 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 ports that they've worked on, I think it was an F Zero game, and I think yeah. it's gonna it's they're going to announce it. And it's going to come out this year, and it's going to be absolutely incredible. I hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much, so much like little mentionings of the F Zero franchise here and there in the news, and the whole re-recording thing that happened for Smash Brothers that was completely unnecessary. And I mentioned this right because uh, yeah. during during a podcast that we did, like you don't bring on the voice actor for Captain Falcon just so that you can record him eating ramen. You don't. <laughs> you don't? You, you, for something that, that minor and trivial? No. Yeah, you do. Maybe. I mean, Nintendo's crazy, and, and especially uh, Sakurai, but, you know, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I think there's going to be a legitimate sequel to F Zero, and not like some sort of a port, and not some sort of sequel or, or a remaster or HD remake, what have you. I think it's going to be a legitimate F Zero ground up, boom, boom, Sonic boom. No, Sonic the Hedgehog, maybe, but not Sonic boom F Zero. All right, so <laughs> another crazy franchise, and this is kind of in the same in the same vein as F Zero, although. I would say this one is a little less likely, and that is a Star Fox game. Okay. It, it could be a port of uh, Star Fox Zero, right? For the Wii U? Yep. Which was all right. But I think if they do port it, uh, it won't be a straight... Obviously, it cannot be a straightforward port. They would have to change things very dramatically. So, what they might do is they may they may take all the assets and development uh, effort that went into that uh, and the engine, and mm-hmm. just build a brand new Star Fox game, leveraging the tech that they had and the assets that they built for Star Fox on um, on the Wii U, Star Fox Zero. So it might be like a Star Fox Zero Two. Or or whatever Star Fox, Armada Barricade, whatever whatever it is, is Star Fox uh, Warp Speed. You're even titling it, huh? <laughs> and and they'll they'll just be a Star Fox game because they they can use what they did to a certain degree, not the gameplay. Yeah, right? assets. Not, you mean not, not that dual screen gameplay stuff? It didn't work out too well, but they could take the assets and they can hit the ground running with a Star. Fox sequel uh, of some sort or new entry, what have you. So I hope they do that because I would love to see just a return of form of of Star Fox. Hmm. And Zero was kind of a return of form, but just not not quite what people wanted. Yeah, too much I, gimmick mechanic. Yeah, that's what happens when you're trying to implement whatever hardware you know, and it's and it's Nintendo, so they're gonna want to really try and showcase whatever it is that they're they have. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you keep going. 
Yeah, cause I do have a, a bit more here. All right, so now we're getting into everyone's hopes and dreams. Uh, tears will <laughs> will be shed uh, when this does not happen. This is probably one of the least likely uh, uh, possibilities and predictions that are going to occur. But I'm kind of bound. I you could say I'm earthbound to say. <laughs> That Earthbound is going to make a triumphant return this E3. Uh, and maybe it's a, you know what I would love? If they just took the engine of uh, Octopath and just made a remake of Earthbound in They're the not- Octopath engine, how beautiful would that be? <sighs> Yeah, yeah, it would be beautiful, but it's it's just not happening. You, we're we're not we're not we're not getting it. Or a brand new Earthbound game. A brand new one I would be probably be. We'll probably get that over you know yeah. Earthbound three. What it's likely going to be? Three. Mother three. Yeah, it's going to be Earthbound three. It'll it'll be the uh, the port of the what was that? A Game Boy Advance game. Mm. So that's probably what's going to be. Just to make the fans shut up. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be that because uh, what's his name? Uh, Luke or Lucas is in Smash Brothers and right. no one knows where Lucas is from. Like the game has never reached here in the States. And everyone's like, where's Mother 3? Who the hell are you? Yeah, I got to make that recommendation. It's probably not going to happen or, or prediction, but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I think that's like... We do this every year. Earthbound. (laughs) So uh, now let's get into, I think, the juiciest of juicy things. And this one, this first one's a safe one. I I think it's pretty safe. This is going to be the moment where Nintendo announces their Super Switch, Switch Pro, whatever you want to call it, their next iteration of the Switch hardware. And it'll be that, that, you know, not a major leap forward, but a big enough leap forward in graphical capabilities, not 4K. If you hear people say 4K, it ain't going to do 4K. Nintendo ain't going to do that. But I, I, think- I just wanted to, to run games smoothly with no, yeah. with no issues. That's all I care yeah. about. It could do 4K, but it's not going to run games at 4K. It'll upscale to 4K. And That's okay. If it's, if it's some sort of video app, like uh, like Netflix or something like that, um, even though Netflix is not on Switch, uh, that will absolutely be in 4K. But for everything else, it won't be it won't be rendering anything at 4K. But yeah, yeah Super Switch hardware. This this I think is a very safe bet. But obviously, Nintendo could monkey wrench the whole thing, and and this <laughs> this won't happen. But there's just too many rumors, too many obvious obvious instances of it's gotta happen so that's a that's a a recommendation or a prediction and plus all the games that they have coming up they kind of look like they're gonna need to have a a little bit more horsepower to run yeah now what if we see something different in terms of hardware what if we see like another mini console like whether it's the n64 mini or a gamecube mini something like that they wouldn't do a GameCube Mini because they would. It they could so easily just 
port those games over to the Switch as they already have. Yeah, you could you could say that for any of the the uh, the NES Mini or the SNES Mini, you could say it with that as well. They could have ported a lot of those games on 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 the Switch. Yeah, but there's not enough of a nostalgia factor with GameCube. I mean, I would be nostalgic of the GameCube, but it's also the distance. Maybe it just isn't quite there yet. Oh, GameCube is pretty old. It is pretty old, but Nintendo 64 is older. Yeah, it's terrible, though. It's, what, are you going to put, like, four good games on it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you. And, and you know, I, I have an N64 shirt on, and I wear it with freaking pride. Look, check it out. N64, okay? You wear it with pride. You... It's it's yeah. it's more like a scarlet letter, but whatever. Oh my goodness! <laughs> every every opportunity you have to to poop on the N sixty four, you just uh, all over it. It's great. It's good times. Another recommend uh, or prediction is, and this is kind of what I was hitting at before, right? Nintendo has this massive bank of cash available to them, and they could gobble up dev studios as as they have been acquiring here and there but what i think they're gonna do is they're gonna gobble up a publisher and a publisher i think they're gonna gobble up is bandai namco there's absolutely no way this happens they have a really good relationship with bandai namco really good why would bandai namco do this there's there's no need for them to do do this they, they... have no say because because nintendo's just gonna <laughs> Throw money and gobble them with the so money just, Like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I accept. <laughs> that's that's it. Uh, if if you convert uh, the revenue of Bandai Namco into uh, into dollars, it's uh, it's two right around two billion, give or take, on the yearly revenue. Okay. So if you take that number and multiply it by 10, which is usually what you have to do, you know, if you want to do an 100% acquisition, mm-hmm. we're talking 20 billion, give or take, 20 to 25 billion to acquire Bandai Namco. Nintendo can do that, but this obviously won't be a full, for, for a company as big as Bandai Namco, this won't be a full takeover of the company, a full purchase. Right. What I think they'll do is they'll take majority ownership of uh bandai namco which means they don't have to do that big giant gobble up of of 10 times the uh the revenue so they can they can get it for you know halfway into it for you know two billion ish give or take whatever whatever it is throw the money in there and now get dominant control you know 50 percent or 30 percent whatever the majority ownership is of bandai namco and that's all they need to do, and boom! All of a sudden, Nintendo has beloved franchises like uh, Pac-Man and the Tales series, and Dark, whole, Dark Souls, a whole slew of stuff. Well, weird well, territory with that Dark Souls, yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. That that's that's a reach. Look, look, Bandai Namco has worked with Nintendo for Nintendo franchises. Yep. Oh, I know. In the past. And and not too long ago, right? They assisted with uh Smash Brothers. They assisted they, with ARMS. Yep. Uh they were working with Nintendo on the uh Metroid uh Prime and that failed, but you know, something went on there. That that's a different story, but there's other stuff and I think they, have, uh, 
I think they might even be working um Bandai Namco that is I think they're working on the newer we're hearing a lot about Donkey Kong. I think that's what they're working on with Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I think. I think Nintendo has been working with them and the relationship has been real good. They they got the Pac-Man 99 going on for free on the uh as part of the Nintendo Online subscription. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of a shoe and I think yeah, we're going to see Kind of a shoo-in. <laughs> I'm a far-fetched shoo-in. <laughs> far-fetched shoo-in. I don't know that that even makes sense, but we'll we'll go with it. <laughs> All right, so I got, uh, let's see, I got one last prediction. It's my last one. Do you want to go over your last one, or should I go over my last yeah, one? Yeah, I've actually heard some rumors about this, so I don't know what to make of it, but I think we're going to get some sort of a Fire Emblem uh, remaster. Um, I, I'm not sure what iteration we were, what I what i was hearing let me just see if i can quickly look it up so i I would think we'll get something fire emblem related um yeah i I think the rumor was a remake or remaster of the gamecube games was that a oh of all of them yeah yeah yeah. radiant was uh well there was one gamecube then one on the wii it was uh radiant dawn and or I could be getting it wrong. Radiant Dawn might have been the one on uh, Wii. Ah, what was it? Fire Emblem. I have. I, I beat those games. It's well, been not a the while. Wii. I beat the GameCube one. Pa- Path of Radiance. And... Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn. Okay. Yes. There we go. So Path of Radiance is the GameCube one. Uh, great game. And uh, Radiant Dawn, which I didn't play, is a sequel to Path of Radiance. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think we'll, we'll there, like we had said before, uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. So we'll we'll see. I, I'm actually looking at an article where it says it's been debunked. Um, but I wouldn't want them to do that. Yeah, I, I think I think you said it a while back that. Three Houses is probably it's their it's their zenith, it's their pinnacle, it's the best of all of the fire emblems. Why would you want to go back and play something that's just not as good? I mean, unless the narrative is there, which I, I'm I'm not entirely sure, is it worth replaying those games for the narrative? And maybe they're archaic systems. I that I wouldn't know, but No, I don't think so. I, I think the only fire emblem that that narratively might be worth going back to and remaking would be the fourth one on the Super Nintendo, which never made it here to the States. So that one I could see. But any of the other prior ones, I just narratively, they're they're not going to be comparable to uh, Three Houses. Okay. Well, that that's 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 all I got. Okay, and my last uh, prediction is a Nintendo has, uh, you know, recently been very recently been talking about this, and that is uh, Nintendo is going to announce and potentially show a trailer for some sort of CG or animated series or movie relating to one of their franchises. So we could see like uh, a Mario cartoon series or a Mario movie or a Zelda series, uh, CG or cartoon series or a, uh, or a Zelda movie or, or something else in the Nintendo sort of franchise of things. Yeah. yeah. I'd love, I'd love to see a Zelda movie yep. and, would... and not Pokemon. 
obviously, because Pokemon stuff is already happening. Yeah. And maybe that's where we're talking, like the tech, you know, the CG to make make movies is probably a little different than CG making video games. So maybe maybe that's where they're going to throw more money at. You know what? And, and they could. They could have their own Nintendo movie division and make just as much money, whether it be, you know, series uh, or full-fledged films. I think they could make a lot of money should they have the right people behind it. You know, the good writing man, that could make or break a show, right? So, you know, have good writers taking over, you know. Nintendo and good writing? Well, you're going to need it. You're going to need it. I don't know if they're going to have good writing, but it'll look good. It'll be entertaining, absolutely. But good writing... uh... Well, I I think it depends on the material. Like, if you're just showing a a Mario movie, you got to remember your your basis kids. I mean, how... You don't need like uh, R. George R. R. Martin to be writing scripts. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, depends on. I think Zelda should have a good writer. I think well, absolutely, absolutely. If if it is a Zelda franchise related thing, they cannot mess up the writing. Right. You could even have a Fire Emblem movie, uh, whether it be live action or you know completely animated. It's got to have good writing. You know, or Donkey Kong or Donkey Kong movie, you know, you don't again, you have to you have to, you know, weigh it out. You don't need crazy writing for Donkey Kong. Nah, that that would be absolute comedy right there. I would love a Donkey Kong Mm -hmm. that is just slapstick uh, comedy humor. Right. Yeah. Almost almost on on the level of Looney Tunes, but done in a a Nintendo and Donkey Kongish way Uh, Mm -hmm. that. That'd be uh, something good. If it was Fire Emblem, it's got to be a series. It, they wouldn't be able to tackle an engaging enough story yep. as, as a movie. So I would like to see it done in an anime style like Castlevania is doing. That's the only freaking thing Konami has going for it. The Castlevania series on Netflix is freaking phenomenal. Actually, yes. it, it's out tomorrow. Yeah. Oh. The 13th. Ooh. The new season is out tomorrow. Um, final season if, of that. Yeah, if you could do like a good, like a darker uh, series, Zelda would work fine. I think in that sort of style, an anime, an anime esque style, I think that would work out great. Um, a Fire Emblem would work. A Xenoblade would work. Like, well, maybe Xenoblade wouldn't work. I think the it's just not big enough. Unfortunately, Xenoblade is just yeah. not big enough. Yeah, you know what think... would work real good is a Metroid. Now, storyline-wise, I don't know how that would work. It wouldn't be a series, but they could pull off a movie, like some sort of Metroid movie. Yep. It would have to be some sort of survival horror movie, like it's intended to... I think that's what Metroid is intended to be, a survival horror movie, like Aliens. You know, that's really the inspiration there. Um, And and stay with that inspiration. Don't do what Aliens did and, and stray away. But, like, maybe, yeah, definitely keep it more survival horror. Um, the problem is that the, I, th- I, w- I'd be afraid they'd go the resident evil path and make it to Hollywood. If that makes sense at all. Um, or even what monster hunter did, they just went way to Hollywood and over dramatized things, but you know, keep it simple. Um, Metroid doesn't, isn't known for its dialogue. So that's a little, a little tough, but I, I think you could, you could pull something off if you have good people behind it. 
Yeah, and you know what? The Metroid movie thing is not far-fetched. That has been... There have been directors in the past that have mm-hmm. worked on Metroid movie projects, so... Yeah. I, I want to say, I forget... I think it was Henry Cavill, the guy who does uh, The Witcher. I forget what he said he would really, really like to be working on. I'm, I'm trying to remember what it was. I want to say it was something Nintendo-based, but... Interesting. He seems to be in all the video game movies right now. Let me see if I can quickly find it. Oh no, never mind. Anyway, so yeah, that is that is our rumors, which will all be true. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, let's quickly go over some of the upcoming RPGs and and call this a night. Uh, we have Rise Eternal, like we mentioned really early before May thirteenth. Um, that's a uh, Tactical RPG done in a pixel art style. Uh, we have Project Night. Uh, Project Night is coming out May 15th. I'm not sure what to make of this game. Um, it really is a voxel, um, probably Zelda-esque. Um, I think that's kind of what they're going for. Uh, yeah. Action, um, it, action RPG? Yeah, it's... I don't know. It just doesn't look... Quality-wise, It it looks a little sketchy. I agree. Um, <laughs> and, and then next we have May 20th is Rising Hell. For some reason, it is not opening up on my end. Can you now, describe this it? Game looks good. Visually, it looks good. Ah, there we go. Okay. Um, yeah. It, wow. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. Yeah. But it's this has uh, been a game that has been. I guess shown out and about here and there for a while. It's it's been lurking around and now it's I guess finally releasing. I don't know if it released already on probably PC, but mm-hmm. it's coming out on Switch. It's a roguelite uh style game. It's got a heavy metal influence to it. Yep. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> yep. yep. Heavy metal, gothic, the I'm guessing there's gonna be like guitars and there it's gory looking. There's like Blood and and spinny blades. Yep, all done it. Done in what looks to be pixel art, but I'm not sure about the background. The background looks like it's. I don't even know I what was, to make of that. It's kind of like uh, visually. Uh, what's that game? Um, that other roguelike game. Dead Cells. Dead Cells. Yes, there yeah. we go. It kind of gives me the Dead Cells vibes. It's still visually different from Dead Cells to a certain degree, but it's given. If you like the artwork. Of Dead Cells, this one's going to be hitting that same uh, sort of. Uh, it'll be hitting that same alley, but instead of um, I, I think a big thing with this one is instead of traversing left to right in in a Metroidvania esque sort of map, uh, it looks like from what I remember, it's going up vertically all the time. So I guess you're either climbing or descending a big giant tower. Okay. I wonder if this will utilize that um, the thing that they do for the pinball games, where it has a modified, con- like if you play it handheld, a modified controller. We put the Joy Cons in it, and it it holds it vertically. That would be kind of cool. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that looks really interesting. Rising Hell, price of eight ninety nine. Wow, that looks very doable. Yeah, that's that that price is almost too low. Right. Okay, cool. Uh, then next we have Rise of the Slime. Uh, Rise of the Slime looks like a card-based um, 
card based RPG battle card based RP uh, battle system. There's a lot written on these cards. I wonder how deep this goes. It this one actually like aesthetic wise, it looks good and clean. Yeah, I was gonna say very very simple. Uh, but you know, there's there's just a lot of there still is a lot of information on there though. And and it's it's comedic. It's not taking itself too seriously. Which I like. And another thing that it has going for it is that it is essentially riffing heavily on Slay the Spire. So this is a variant to Slay the Spire where you're playing as this slime thing. And I guess you're trying to get somewhere to do some quest thing. And you're using cards that you're picking up along the way via roguelite elements and building up a deck and Mm -hmm. going through. Uh, And it it's it's that but when i'm looking at some of these sort of screenshots on the combat i'm getting i'm also getting mario uh paper mario 2 vibes from it as well so right i'm excited because you know these numbers right they're they're little numbers <laughs> I, I like little numbers is that because you can't do maths no it's because i think little numbers are easier to um make sense of or, and manipulate well yeah, it's it's easier to determine the, the effect, to feel to understand the full effect, right? When it's, you know, ten percent more of a thousand, who cares? But when it's uh you know, you went from one damage to two damage, that's a big deal. You've doubled your damage. Right. Dang. From three to four, it's it's easy to compute. Right. So anyway, this this actually looks uh interesting yeah price right 15 dollars usd yeah cool uh next we have wanna survive that's not a question I, why did i why did i make that a question <laughs> <laughs> it's a strategy role-playing game it's going to release on may 21st and i i mean the box art looks one way and then when i look at the screenshots i'm like oh this is a uh a tactical rpg they they got a grid it's uh turn-based and uh you're you're making decisions on the characters moving them moving them about and and attacking but it also takes place in uh i guess modern day yeah so it's a I guess it's a zombie a zombie apocalypse has occurred. Right. And you're defending against on an onslaught of incoming zombies. Uh and you're taking your turn uh doing tactical stuff. It's also it also has permadeath uh yeah. going on. There's a resource management stuff they have to worry about. Uh I guess uh you're gonna be scavenging for materials and food and things like that. So it's it's like this nice little it 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 could potentially be this nice little package of survival mechanics mixed with uh with uh turn based tactical RPG strategy elements. So hmm. seems like something you may like. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, another one I actually want to mention, um, which isn't on your list here because it comes out, uh, today, actually it's called Jin Conception. Uh, I want, I want you to take a look. Have you heard of this game? Where is it? It's it's coming at you. Oh, there it is. This, this is a, uh, this seems like a Johnny, uh, type game. 
Uh, so characters have big hair. <laughs> Jade Conception is a social deduction fantasy thriller turn-based strategy JRPG. That is a mouthful, uh, but you have eight playable characters. Stories intertwine when three characters enter final layer and two vanish without a trace. Uh, so some key features it says here, strategic turn-based combat involving balance um, battles happen on the same field uh, on the same field as movement no switching screens when combat starts uh, affliction and buff system for example players cannot run away if they have an affliction uh, double and triple gin techs allow party members to combine attacks which is kind of cool uh, i like that sort of tag team uh, type of element it looks like there's going to be traps um it is done in this the the style that we've been mentioning, it's kind of a top-down, grid-based um, sort of system. And uh, it's, pixel art, I think, is done decently well. Wait, grid-based? I, I don't see that. Well, it's... I, I, think, I think what they meant by the combat system mm-hmm. is it's a, um, it's a combat system that's just like Chrono Trigger. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, I mean, this game looks like it's inspired by Chrono Trigger left and right. I mm-hmm. mean, that that whole uh, combine attacks, the teamwork stuff, the teamwork skills, attack, yeah. the chin tech, right? It's called the tech, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's riffing real good on Chrono Trigger, which is not a bad thing because Chrono Trigger is a absolutely fantastic game. So, right, yeah, this is one to pay attention to because it looks like love went into this thing. Yeah, and I've, I've never heard of the studio. It's developed and published by Jinwave. So I, I think this is definitely one to, to take a, a peek at. Um, yeah. Last on our list here um, is on May 21st is Metopia. I have zero interest in playing this game, knowing about this game. I I don't know. The demo is available if, 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 if you're at all interested for free. Yeah, you you know what the the price of the full game is. It's a full price game. Well, no, no, uh, I'm sorry. It's a it's oh, a fifty fifty dollar game. Fifty dollars. Oh man. I mean, if it's worth it for you, you're gonna buy it. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't see this being all that great. It just doesn't. It doesn't look like it's been improved much on, at least, again, that's just what I think. Yeah. And, and it seems like Nintendo was, like, all in on this, too, which was kind of, I don't know. They were really excited about it, and I'm just like, eh, I don't know, whatever. All right. Yeah. That is our upcoming RPGs, and that's going to do it for today's episode of the Switch RPG Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at podcast at switchrpg.com. And don't forget, you can listen to the show each and every week. We'll try. I'm going to try. We're going to do our best uh, at switchrpg.com. And you can subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app if you listen to that please give us a rating and review we want to climb up them charts on those platforms so your support there would be amazing and finally remember you can head over to switchrpg.com for all your rpg needs on the nintendo switch until next time see you later